Oh, we're live. What's up, boys? I can say this. I will say this with complete honesty and those feedback. I think it's gone now. We're good. No, nope, there it is again. Do you hear the static? Yeah. So weird. Anyway, I will say this with full confidence, dude, that this is a much better episode, much better podcast than when I do with you, brother. Much better, ep- much better looking. Show, even, even with the static, imagine that. <laughs> it's much better looking, I will say. We are much better looking. You and I are a better looking combo than you, brother. And then me and your brother. Your brother's ugly. If you like, if you like big boys, this is the way Exactly. Don't mind while I spit my tobacco. Um, what's going on, man? How's it been? It's been a while. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. You're just doing tobacco. What's going on? Yeah, I got, I got a wine. I'm a, I, do you mind if I comb my beard while we talk? No, not at all, man. It's just tobacco and beard. We're men is what we are. You ever That's do that? That's 100% ever, what it is. You ever do that? Um, I'm about to, man. You're a great spokesman, and you've absolutely convinced me to get into it. Once, once or twice Fuck a week. you, doctors. Once or twice a week when I play golf, it's automatic. It's a little honest. longer. Sometimes like I'll have like an awful front nine. And then the back nine, I'll pop okay. this bad boy in and I'll have a good back nine. Anyway, my name is Terry Time. That's Duke. We have Eagle at Master Control, as usual. This is episode 3.2 of Not Sauce for Work. Pease is not feeling well. He got the vid. He's got the vid, so he's sick. He's out. He's out of commission. Not the yeah. vaccine for the vid. He didn't get the vid himself. Well, technically, yeah, he yeah, get yeah. the vid That's by getting the vaccine. Sounds like a liar to me. That's what it is. Don't you get, got the, it you get the vaccine? <laughs> exactly, man. You kind of exactly, do. No, it's supposed no to that's not how that works. I, I, uh, I, I no joke. I, he has the same symptoms that I had. I, uh, I got my, I got my, uh, my vax at the beginning of the week, and I was trash for a day. Um, but you got know, your, I mean, some of us are stronger. I, you know, some of us are stronger, and we just last longer. You know what I mean? So here I am, booster. and he's in bed. You got your booster. Um, sure. That's what they're calling it. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. I, I, actually... I got my, I got my don't fucking tax me, uh, Vax. <laughs> so, um, we had our first, uh, first episode of, on Monday, we had the, um, uh, we don't even know what we're going to call it yet, but it's just like the Monday morning quarterback style where we just recap the entire weekend. And the first six yeah. minutes of the show, me and Pease were speaking in double. It's because I fucked Yeah, up. okay. And, and, and you were probably all talking about Antonio Brown, I imagine. Not at that time. No, not at that time. That was just mean, okay, okay. usual stupid, rant, stupid rants that nobody really cares about. Um, but it was a good show. Honestly, it was it, it was exciting. To, it was exciting to have because I, I like the idea of two shows with us, with the main four, um, and then uh, and Alex, the intern, and John can contribute, and Matt they can contribute on the other side. Um, but we're gonna get into. Uh, it's kind of like a long rapid fire this episode. It's gonna be just Eagle firing off product, uh, firing off uh, points, and we're gonna talk about them. Quick jizz, get, man. Quick jizz points. Yeah, we're going to get Duke's uh, picks. He's going to pick the spread in each of the football games at the end of this. So we'll see if he understands what the numbers are. And then we'll take it from there. I'm, I'm trying. I've, been, I've honestly been trying. It's, I still don't get it, but I've been trying. I've been doing with, a bit of research. With the tobacco in my mouth and the amount that I'm talking, I start accumulating saliva like Colin Cowherd. You ever notice how Colin Cowherd, like the bottom of his mouth is like full of saliva? It's disgusting. Dude, can we talk about that dude's TikToks for a second? Like, I don't have to. Um, I... Oh, man. Okay, so he started his own network called The Volume, right? And so they started posting uh, videos, him and a couple of other dudes on his network. Um, They post uh, TikTok videos. And in these TikTok videos, his camera is, like, right up against his face. So, like, the way it's framed is horrifying. Like, at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, you're taking your shit. 
you're on the bowl and you open it up and your first talk is Colin Coward, just like right in your face. And he's, <laughs> it's just like there's, there's barely even a frame around him. Like it's cheek to cheek all the way to the edges. And, and he's just like always has this, you know, like this, this take that's, you know, uh, he's, he's talking in this voice and it's always shitty against like Aaron Rodgers. And then, or, and then, yeah, and he's contradicting himself every second episode. Like, you guys yeah. I used to love Calvary, yeah. man. I used to be such a Calvary fan. Same. And now, you can't stand Dude, it. Dude, same. Stand I used to listen to all the, Him and Rosillo together uh, was the golden age. Yeah, it was good. Ryan Rosillo, yeah, Rosillo, I loved um, oh, man, Jason Smith, uh, Kenny Coleman. Yes. Uh, yes. Dan Patrick, Keith Oberman at yes. the time. Um, those are the guys that I listen to. Like, yeah, like Dan Patrick that was, was like back my in the day. Idol. That was back in the day when when you wanted to listen to ESPN Radio in Canada, you'd have to go on the website and click on the radio button and stream it on and stream yeah. it on the website. You know, because podcasting—that's how fucking old we are. You know, podcasting didn't really exist the way it did today. You know, so. So I, I was actually telling my girlfriend this before we get into the topics. Because I was telling my girlfriend this last week is that I worked at a radio station back then. This is like 2010, 2011. So before podcasting, no, it was in Park Avenue. It was like a multicultural radio station. There was like Greek, Italian, okay. all that stuff. But then they had a lot of like English shows too. So at night they gave me my own sports show. It was 11 to 1 every Sunday, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. every Sunday. Right. So after the Sunday games, I would go straight to the studio and I'd do a show with my buddy Pete, who we had on the show with uh, Otis Grant. And we called it Throwdown Radio. If I had continued that, maybe it would have been, maybe I would have been the Ariel Hawani before Ariel Hawani. That's so true, man. I can see I you. I mean, listen, you guys look basically the same, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're you sound basically the same. <laughs> yeah. Dana Wade would have probably hated you too. So oh, definitely, definitely, maybe definitely. it would have worked out. Definitely. Um, all right, let's get into it, Eags. All right, let's start with our first topic for today. Uh, in from the NHL, Evander Kane is currently under investigation uh, with the NHL for violating COVID protocols. This is after yeah. his contract has been terminated or is about to be terminated uh, by the San Jose Sharks for again just being a complete and other douchebag. Yeah. So the thing about Kane now is that he's he's rumored to go to Oilers and, you know, it's like almost like written. It's almost said in Sony's going to go to Oilers. McDavid kind of pussyfooted around like, listen, if he's uh, we know what we need to do. And McDavid's completely frustrated, like him and Dreisaitl are the top two leading scores in the league and they're not going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me how every year they Which is absolutely insane. And I they have imagine good- I couldn't imagine uh, having having uh, two players that quality not getting into the playoffs. I mean, I can't even think of another another example in the NHL where you had two exceptional players. It's like Crosby and Malkin not making it to the playoffs at the beginning of their career. Like, dude, like careers in the NFL are in the NHL are not that long, especially when you take that kind of a beating. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'd lose it. No, no. The thing is, is also that's like, do you do they really think that bringing in somebody like Evander Kane into the locker room is going to be a good idea? Kenny Holland who was yeah. notoriously, he built those Detroit Red Wings dynasties. He's building, he's trying to do the same thing in the oil, in Edmonton now, but it's not, it's not, uh, I don't think it's a good plan to bring in a guy with so much media attention, negativity, a yeah. lot of negativity, regardless of, let's say, I don't think it's true, but let's say he's uh, innocent. I think he's completely guilty. I think he's, he's fucked around. He doesn't give a shit about what people think. He just does whatever he wants. He's a selfish prick. This is what I think about Evander Kane. Uh, until I'm proven otherwise, is what I'm gonna say. And I don't, I don't see how McDavid, Drysidle, Nurse, Barry, uh, Koskinen, who's had these issues 
in the media uh, this week also, are you going to be able to handle the media circus that's going to be Evander Kane? For what reason, too? Like, as good as a player as he is, is he worth it? Is he a game changer? Is he that much of a game changer? I don't think so. He's not. It's not going to make a single difference whatsoever. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. I don't think... But it's almost like they're grasping at straws because there's not much you can do right now uh, to make this team any better. Um, I mean, it's just going to be an unfortunate... It's an, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Now, you, you listen. The thing about goaltending is like, you just got to fall in a hot goalie. He's had some. He's had some streaks. Uh, he was in the media saying that you know he can't score the goals either. In eight, in seven games, he only allowed eight goals. Uh, the team only scored eight goals. So like, how? What's he supposed to do? I, yeah, he's right. But at the end of the day, how many times has McDavid scored three goals and they lost five four? You know what I mean? Like, so let's let's oh, bring yeah. those constant, into consideration. Yeah. yeah. So. That, that's the thing about Oilers in Edmonton. It's 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 brutal right now, and I didn't expect it to be like this, only because McDavid is such a game changer. Like, how many highlight real goals did he have this year? And now it's only going to be overshadowed by Evander Kane, the dummy. That's though. Maybe they're going to um, strap also, to him and just pelt him with pucks as punishment. Oh, that, that's a good idea, though. Uh, that's actually I'm all, also, on board for is that. There, Sign is him. there a worse? Is there a worse place to lose in Edmonton? Jeez, imagine being in a shitty team. In that city. It's, not, it's not necessarily the sh- yeah exactly it's the city. But imagine going getting traded to win to to Edmonton or to Winnipeg, and they suck that year. Imagine that. Oh yeah, oh, that would be the worst. It's, it's, it's getting horrendous. traded to a shit team in a shit city. If I got traded to Phoenix, worse awful town. If I got traded to Montreal, uh, sorry. If I got traded to Montreal or Phoenix, both awful teams. They're at least good cities. You know yeah, that's it. That, Edmonton is not one of the malls. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's all you can do. I can't Skiing think of, like, yeah, if you get traded to Chicago, it's fun, but you might get shot. I mean, I don't know. This reminds so, me of when Mike Camilleri got traded mid-game. I want to say was it eight, nine years ago, almost to this date. Like, imagine, like, okay, you're playing for Montreal, you're skating around and everything, and then you get a, you know, you're pulled into the locker room at, at uh, in the, after the first period, saying, "Get on a plane. You're going to fucking Calgary in the middle of the winter." And you're like, "God damn it!" Oh, he he fucking deserved it. Did I ever tell you guys the story about how he ghosted me? I saw him at a restaurant. Uh, this was like a breakfast place early in the morning. I can't remember the fucking situation. I was in the okay. old port. Um, and I saw Camilleri in a distance. And this was like, I think it was the game the game before he got traded. And he was in this heated fucking conversation with probably his agent at a, at a coffee table. And I kind of waved at him I'm like, hey, Mike. And then he looked at me. He just fucking gave me the eyes. He's like, nah. He just looked away, ghosted me. I'm like, fuck this guy. And then he got traded. The next day, I'm like, you know what? Good. Bye. You <laughs> always about- hated me. Camilleri hated being here. Did you know Did you know uh, the Camilleri story when he got traded? He got traded mid-game, and then they he took his jersey home with him, and they sent him an invoice for the jersey for like 300 bucks. The <laughs> Habs sent him an invoice for the jersey. How fucked up is that? They just paid this no, guy millions of dollars. So we, we really need yeah. that 300 bucks. You know? dirty, no, dirty. it's not even that they needed it. It's just like, we don't like you. So we're just – it's almost like the GM is just like, yeah, fucking send him an invoice for that. Yeah, yeah. He told me to go fuck myself. So here, send him an invoice. Fuck this guy. Which he probably did because he was such a douche. He really? He was such a douche. He, he was good though. He had yeah. some really that, – that shot from the slot man from his knee, he was almost automatic every single time. Uh, auto, automatic. Automatic. He was great. I, I liked Camilleri. I mean I don't know if he was an asshole or not, but yeah, I liked him playing. Totally. Right, next, going to the NBA, Cam Reddish has been traded to the Knicks. 
Um, so the Hawks are trading him for a deal that includes a protected 2022 first round pick of ah, the Charlotte whatever. Hornets. Um, according to Wadge, of course. Um, watch, the Knicks also one. acquire Solomon Hill and a 2025 second round pick because we know that's going to be worth something uh, <laughs> via the Brooklyn Nets in the trade. So it's like the second round pick. That's the thing. These second round picks in the NBA <laughs> trades are ridiculous. It's like in my hockey league, it's a keeper league. We always, everybody always throws in, oh, throw in a fourth or a fifth. You know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. No, but especially in the NBA, especially in the NBA, yeah. the second round pick, like you're guaranteed, that's a guaranteed player that's going to be in the G League for uh, three, four years. It's only developing. to fill up your G League roster. I can't even remember the last the, the last second round pick that ever did anything. But, but are you happy listen, with this? As a, as a Knicks fan, are you happy? Yeah, honestly, I am. I was I watched the uh, the Knicks play the uh, the Mavs last night, and um, like the the bricks. Can we talk about is, the bricks? How good is RJ like, though? So RJ's not bad. Uh, he he ended he, he ended the game. He, they would uh, thirty two. They they wouldn't have they wouldn't have won without him. I think that he is going to be a great player. Maybe not like the best. Probably not like um, like probably not an all star every single season. But there's something about about RJ that I like. Like he facilitates the ball really well. It really works well. I, I'm not ready to say that if that's that's someone that that can't make the team better. I really like what I'm seeing from RJ. It's more that Julius Randle's guy that's really been kind of a disappointment this season. Like yeah. they went from a team that was a great shooting team last season. To this season where it's like they are like middle of the pack, maybe subpar. And um, it's been disappointing to see some of their best shooters like not even make shots. And like they traded for Evan Fournier. Uh, no, they didn't trade. Sorry. They signed Evan Fournier. They paid him $17 million, which is crazy because, listen, Evan Fournier, when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's not, he's just dead. He's dead weight on the floor. And you also, you can't play Evan Fournier in defensive in, in situations where you need to play a lot of defense because he he's terrible defensively. Like yeah. I can't even get over it. So 17 mil for him. And like Alec Burks, who's been kind of like a pretty decent player this season that I you rely on, still making nine mil. Like uh, there's just it's it's like they it's also a salary thing too. They traded away Kevin Knox, who's set to make about close to six million too. And Cam Reddish has shown some moments of brightness this season. He's yeah. had a couple of games. Score He's 30, only, he, 30 he only averages like 12 points a game, but it, it's not what he brings yeah. to the table. He brings a lot of different aspects to the table. I love the trade for the Knicks. He does. Yeah, and I'm not like a huge Knicks guy, but like if I – I always love the orange and blue color scheme. It's just, you know, it's just nice. But like if I wasn't a Pacers fan, I'd definitely be a Knicks fan. Like it's weird to say that as well, a Pacers fan. But the, the problem is that like you you need a reliable wing, and I'm not saying that Cam Reddish is there yet. He's still super young, but he's shown a lot. He's shown some potential. And I think that's what you want to see. Like, uh, like Emmanuel Quigley, like, is the guy that last yeah. season we're like, oh man, look at this rookie, he's going to be great. But good point. man, this season he hasn't really been showing. He hasn't really been showing up. So like, your wings aren't producing. They're not. And so they're bringing in cameras. You're trying to you're trying to change things up. But they're also looking for that that um, chemistry that that Reddish and R.J. Barrett had, um, you know, in college. Yeah, exactly. And uh, listen, my dream would be for somehow for no, the Knicks to trade it. for Zion Williamson. No. They have Zion's no done. assets. Zion's but, done. Hey, not only do they have no assets, they don't have that second round pick in 2025. So they can't even Zion, trade for anyway. Zion might go down. He, and um, this is a hot take here. Zion yeah. might go down as one of the biggest busts in NBA history. 
Yeah, it's I'm looking, up there. I'm like, looking really like at, a, at a smarter version of Jamarcus Russell here. Like that's what I'm looking at. But but do you think do you do you think that he's just like listen, I get it. The joke is he's in New Orleans, you know, there's all that crawfish, there's all the best food in the world. I get it's it. It's all crawfish, it's good. Think that, first of all, he, I don't think he ever wanted to be in New Orleans. And on top of like he wanted to be in New York. Where's he um, from? He wanted um I, I'm I'm not sure. I want, we'll, we'll I want look, to say, I'll look it up. Geeks, I'll look, look it up. I'll look it up right now. Um, it's all but like, out. But, yeah. Over, while you look it up, my my uh, my point of view is like, like, do you think that maybe he's from he's North trying Carolina to, originally? Okay, so that's nice. what he wants to do. Yeah. But he's he's trying to like eat his way out <laughs> of a situation. It'll be the first time I've ever heard of this. But he's like, listen, if I get my if I balloon up to like almost like 340 pounds, like. Maybe they trade me because my trade value is so low, and then like a team with no assets like might have uh, some kind of leverage to trade. Okay, yeah, so it's, like, it's the James Harden pitch. strategy. <laughs> yeah, true. Make, make the pitch. Yeah. Make it's the worked. pitch to New Orleans. Make the pitch to New Orleans. If you're the if you're the Knicks GM right now, what do you do? Oh, uh, dude, there's uh, honestly they're so strapped. They're strapped. They've given too much money. Like, don't forget Derrick Rose, thirteen mil. Uh, Evan Fournier, 17 mil. Like, Nerlens Noel, like, they, they signed. Like, Nerlens Noel w- played amazing last season. I was so happy for him. But when they re- when they signed him for $8 million this year, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a position where you can get people. You can find dudes for, like, under, like, even under a million. Like, and, and just that they don't have the cap space. They don't have the draft assets. It's it would not work for them to bring in Zion because also like what's 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 your what, what's the main player that you would trade that you would add to a deal a deal R J Barrett no it's that's not that's not something that anyone wants to trade for because he hasn't proven himself yet and also then there's Julius Randle like Julius Randle went like last year man he like he improved so much to the point that he was probably the most uh, the most uh, most improved player in the NBA last season he was he played this great season, what like. But when like I, this when season, I, he just hasn't been himself, you know? What, then, what if you what throw you in got? that 2025 second round pick they got from the Nets as part of the deal? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Spruce it up a bit, you know? Yeah. Little, no, like, you know, honestly, but, but, but Zion's untradeable just for the fact that, like, listen, he was the top draft pick. He has still has so much, so much potential. And I still think that if, if you're the GM of the Pelicans, you're like, look, we can't, can't get rid of him. Like, like there's so much potential if he turns out to be something that that we think he is because he's not a busted he's still young like he he um he could he could potentially get back into shape don't forget when he was at his best in, in his in his prime in his prime i guess in his best weight like he was dominating and i just think that like we're, we're also the media is is taking this whole thing this whole fat shaming thing to another level where they're saying like Oh yeah, look at this picture. Look at that commercial of him eating chips on the couch. Like that was a bad look in general. Not Whatever, eating chips. Though. You're allowed to eat fucking couch, chips as like, an athlete, man. For for sure, for sure. And but you but the problem with 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 Zion is like it's not so much about that, but like he has issues with injuries in general. But when you add that those because what the rumor is that he's at like 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 plus three hundred pounds. Yeah. So like three hundred and twenty pounds. And so you put that kind of stress on your knees. It's like at some point you got to ask yourself, like, is this going to be sustainable? So they're going to give it a chance, but at some point there's going to be a point of no return where it's like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get the, the the max value out of this player, you know. 
Um, and you know, like, teams be clamoring to, to trade assets. But there's a point of no return where it's like, either we, we, we give up and we say, okay, we'll take what we get. But you also don't want to be the GM that, took, that, that spent the first-round pick on this player and didn't work out. That's true. I mean, and Zion, he's worth the risk because he's such a raw talent. But the thing about Zion, and this is what everybody's saying, is that he just doesn't have um, uh, the work ethic that he needs to stay healthy yeah. and, to, and to stay in shape. He's kind of like taking advantage of the fact that he's just gone where he is strictly on raw talent. You know what I mean? We saw yeah. him get injured in the March Madness tournament before he got drafted. We saw him get injured and he missed a few games. Well, like, that, he's a big that, that, was, that wasn't his fault. Like, his, his shoe no, blew it's not, Yeah, it's not his that fault. That was but, all strictly on Nike. No, no, it's not his fault. But the thing is, as a big guy, if you're putting in the wrong things in your body, I know these things. You always feel like shit. Like, when I cut off soda, like, I've cut off sodas for a couple weeks now. And I've been drinking water. And it's like, I feel, I feel much better. You know what I mean? When you're hydrated. And if people aren't doing those things, especially professional athletes, it's the margin for error is this, man. If you fuck it up, you're done. And he's he's at that level where he might be a bust. He might be a bust. I'm looking at more like a Kendrick, crawfish. Kendrick Perkins career, I think. Um, but but just just to kind of end the point, um, going back to because we we got we got past the point of what this was all about. Cam Reddish is going to fit the Knicks pretty well. Um, yeah. Is he going to be a game breaker? Uh, I don't know. But listen, the um, like he definitely won't. He's not that I, type of guy. No, but but I th- I think also like the the difference between the Knicks and like the top team in that conference it's, it's there's not much of a difference like they're on the right path but they got to bring in guys that are actually hitting shots because yeah. last night like what I saw it's not just last night it's previous it's previous games I, I've seen where it's like you know um, there's too many games where it's just like brick 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 like you got to bring in some some talent that kind of revitalizes the lineup because you look at yeah. like other teams that can hit three point shots and can be consistent in their shooting. And, you know, I, we're looking for, for a better uh, field goal percentage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, changing gears. We're going to talk MMA, but not for the usual fashion. Uh, Conor <laughs> McGregor has been exploring other revenue streams since he's kind of taken a step back from his uh, time in the ring. Uh, but this time around, his latest <laughs> venture, a bar, has been firebombed with Molotov cocktails. Quite the adventure for Mr. McGregor. It was, a, it was like a Molotov. Like that sounds fun. <laughs> the thing I is that, that he McGregor he just doesn't know how to get out of, his own, out of his own way and there was all these rumors like at the beginning of this that he fucked around with the wrong people and maybe he's fucked around with the wrong people and this is scary like it's scary the way Conor McGregor is going about his life right now because in, in such a short period of time short period of time we've seen him go from the best to the worst and by the worst I mean yeah. the worst of the best because he's still one of the better fighters out there for sure but it's, it's crazy to see that we're, I've said this before. We're looking at Mike Tyson in real time without the bankruptcy. Conor McGregor, he was smart enough to like do all these businesses and he's, he's kind of like kept his money aside that he can't spend it. But it looks like we're, we're going to see a meltdown like Mike Tyson. Not necessarily bankruptcy, but a meltdown. It's not, it's not good for Conor McGregor now. And he needs a W. If he doesn't get a W soon, he, he's, he's trending on the, the level of irrelevance. And that's scary for Conor McGregor. Because of who he's, who he was, and what he's done for the sport. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a Montreal thing. But when you get firebombed, it kind of means that you got some bad <laughs> connections with the mafia. No, yeah, we, what do you think, Eeks? We've seen too many of those. I, I had a colleague at one point. They're like, "Hey, we heard there was a firebombing near a cafe where you live," and I'm like, "Yeah, and yeah, makes sense." What are you talking about? What are you talking? Okay, <laughs> it's St. Leo. It's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. What do you expect? You know? Wait, which one? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> which especially in Montreal too, but like, more known for it. You know? You're you're right in a sense. It's like um, like he kind of needs that W because it's at, we're at a point now where like he is trending on completely being completely irrelevant. Obviously, the best step for him is just to fight Jake Paul and just get it over with. Get the fucking fight. Um, in. Maybe he goes the Ronda Rousey oh. route and does some type of like uh, WWE event or maybe some it's acting. Beneath him. It's beneath That's him. Acting, so low, yes. though. Wrestling, he might he might make appearances, but I don't think he'll be able to con- Dude, the exp- commit. Expendable, expendable six. There's got to be a fucking place for 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 Connor. No, I mean the thing about Connor is that you don't know what you're getting with with Rousey, GSP. You know what you're getting, Connor. He might just blow up on the set and just start killing everybody. And like, we GSP don't know what's did Marvel happen. movies, so I mean, like, yeah. you really got to strive That's- for the best. Who did he so play? He the Winter so Soldier? He was, in, he was in Winter yes. Soldier. He didn't play the he, Winter he Soldier. In he was Winter a villain Soldier. in Winter Soldier, yeah. What, what was the name of his guy? I'm not a big Marvel guy. I don't guy, know. So. No one something knows. Or whatever. We're I, not going to get it. It was a French <laughs> name. I remember it was a French name, yeah. He played like a guy from I remember France. seeing that. I'm like, I, I remember seeing that. I'm thinking, like, if this is real life, like, he would kill Captain, well, I don't know, fucking Captain America or whatever <laughs> spree or who was there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like it, it no, always reminds me of but, that scene in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with uh, when Bruce Lee's talking about how he can kick Muhammad Ali's ass, and then Brad Pitt just ragdolls yes. him and throws him against the car. It reminds me of that. It's like you don't realize that just because he's like you're like a tough guy that you can, or you know something that you're gonna be able to fight against a brute, freaking old school guy like Brad Pitt, or like just like a random guy. Like I bet you there's guys in a bar that can kick the shit out of McGregor, and he doesn't even realize it. You know. He played a character named oh. Georges Batroc. He was a mercenary and a master Ooh. of the French form of kickboxing known as Savate. Or Savate. Savate. Oh. Savate sounds more exotic. Um, <laughs> so do we do we have any details aside from the fact that someone threw a, a, a Molotov cocktail at him? Like, did they throw it at business? Did they throw it at his car? They, they threw it at his bar. He owns a bar called The Forged Inn, and it's in, uh, it's in Dublin. And there was a couple guys on scooters that drove by through the managers dip. But Connor wasn't there at the time, so I don't know what kind of a message it was. Uh, I mean, we'll this, see. But this he just sounds. This is sound. It sounds like he took he took some some loans that he didn't pay back. Oh, there's no loans. Like they're loaning. They're loaning from him. Like Conor McGregor is not bankrupt. Like he's made over. He was the. He made the most money in 2020, 2021 as an athlete. More than Messi. More than any Formula One driver. More than uh, well, Khabib, whatever. More than anybody. LeBron put him on. Conor McGregor made the most money in in 2021 as an athlete, and that's the first time an MMA guy has ever done it. And there's there's a difference. Realize. There's a difference between there's a difference between making money and not paying people. Some people are just they do not pay their debts, like and Trump. that might be what it is. It will not. It could it could be the, it could be like look like like there's there's plenty of there's plenty of examples in history and in sports of players and and athletes and celebrities where like they make a lot of money and they just they don't like look at AB. AB made a lot of money. Antonio Brown made a lot of money. He forged a vaccine card. Decided randomly not to pay, not to pay for for it. And guess what? He got snitched. So because he's I'm not stupid. saying he's poor, but but we we need to separate ourselves. Like whenever it, maybe this is just our our Montreal experience. But when your business gets firebombed, it's because you're not paying back what you either owed or what you promised, or you just fucked with the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's just it could be a warning. Be... It could be a warning, like you're in the wrong place. Like we know who you are. Like just get the fuck out of here. It could be Who's that. that? Who's that little... It could. Be... Sorry, it could be. You know, when you get a like in Montreal, if you have a cafe in the East End, you have to pay a price, right? You're gonna have to pay a premium to keep that cafe open yeah. and not firebombed. Maybe he just like you said. Maybe he just didn't. He didn't pay the premium. He didn't pay the tax. It Who's that, that kid? Uh... Who's that MMA kid? Uh, Nusav or 
Huh? Who's Rev? That that no that 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 little that little boy. He's, he's, oh, has, we, we saw we has Bula. Hasbula. That's that's Hasbula's doing, man. That's Hasbula's doing. Yeah, you he think Hasbula's driving around Dublin? You think that Hasbula's driving around Dublin bombing? He said his henchman. He said his henchman. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You think Hasbula is Khabib's henchman? Henchman? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's man. like he's like double right, seven from Dagestan. Like, oh. Yeah. Next up. You never know. All right. Uh, a sport we very much don't talk about. Uh, we're going to be going into the Grand Slam of tennis. And the number one ranked <laughs> Novak Djokovic uh, was first given an exemption and then denied access and then given it back. And now I don't know exactly what anymore to the Australian Open because he has not gotten the COVID vaccine, applied for an exemption, first got it granted by Australia, who, by the way, are extremely strict in terms of what they let in and the policies and everything. So people lost their shit that they did this for him. They took away his visa, and then he basically said, well, fuck you guys, I'm the number one seed. And they said, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Mr. Jokovic, and they gave it back to him. He has apparently violated uh, curfew and protocol and quarantine lockdowns. Doesn't give a fuck about that either. So it's turning into quite the adventure down under. You can't think. I don't mind that Djokovic is doing what he wants because you can do whatever you want. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. That's on you. Well, my problem yeah, is is that agreed. if if I know the rules to something, and I purposely don't follow them, I'm an asshole, right? If I'm purposely doing something knowing I'm doing it wrong, and then crying about it, not getting my way, and then going online, my father acting as if I'm some sort of martyr because I didn't want to get vaccinated and I broke the rules that the, the country that I decided to fly to told me I'm not allowed to do. So I don't understand. He's looking for pity. There's no pity here. Well, he's looking There's to no use pity. his influence to try and basically say this is bullshit, right? But not willing to fall on the sword and saying, well, I can't get this stuff. There's ways to go about it. Like he's, he's not doing it the right way. He's, like, if you follow the rules and you do everything the right way, then people will look at you. But if you start going renegade and you start breaking the rules and people are just going to ignore you, like I'm a huge uh, Djokovic guy. And I think he, and, and most people on the, on the ATP, they're acting like they're saying that he just thinks he can do whatever he wants. That's true. You know what I mean? And, it it would have been better, what, honestly, for in terms of a statement to not go, right? And basically say, yeah. I'm not going to go for the points. And here's my statement saying, I disagree with this policy and I'm not participating in this tournament for that reason. That yeah, would have like drawn more attention than what he's doing now. Yeah, like the rumors about the, about Aaron Rodgers not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's bullshit. But like, if the if the rumors of him not going to the Super Bowl to, to make a statement, that's a statement that you can make. That's a protest, not not complaining about the rules yeah. and follow them. You know what I mean? I, I will say, firstly, um, that I doubt that anyone had, that no one had any idea that he was going to lie about it. He has been very, very uh, honest about not being for this uh, for the vaccine at all. Um, yeah. And you're right. And and I will agree with you, Terry, that we all have a choice. We all make our own decisions and we'll never force anyone to do what they don't want to do, um, unlike what our government <laughs> tends to do. Um, but at the same time, um, I do think that by falsifying information um, and just kind of like thinking like, hey, you know what? I'll participate. What's the worst that they can do? And at this point, like the Australian Open, like they're in a shitty situation because they have their number one ranked tennis player that, what, he's just not going to play? So um, it's, 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 it's a weird situation. Um, I honestly don't have an answer for it because, I mean, well, I put myself what in What kind of answer of would you be able to have? There, there's, there's none because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. If, you, if you allow him to play, um, you know, I can't imagine the shit fest 
that happens with the, on the on the legal side of this whole thing on the on the the, the the public perception approach to it because a lot of Australians are kind of mad at it about this whole situation. But then if you don't let him play, then there's the other side of it as well. Like how do you have a tournament without your number one your number one player playing? Well, um, Duke, I look at it from a different perspective though, right? If you're the yeah. ATP I mean, if the moment you break the rule for someone, but not for anyone else, I mean, you, your integrity is completely thrown. Sets a window, bad right? precedent. You have to sets exactly sets a bad yeah. precedent. No one takes you seriously anymore. You have to enforce the rules the way you've designed them. And then, if you want to make changes for future tournaments, no problem. Or if you want to, you know, mea culpa or make a change to the rules for everyone, sure. But to create a specific exemption for a guy because he's popular is not the right way to do it. Yeah, that's but it's why the exact not, wrong way to do it because then. Have... But why not have like why not have similar <laughs> testing like they have in other sports where you test him if he's positive he doesn't play and like if he's it's a logical like, way it, of looking if, at it I don't know it just I, I feel like it's just it's a blanket approach it's like you're not vaccinated fuck off you can't you you can't you can't play in our tournament but like but then again it's also different from the NFL or the NBA it's it's a singular event like. If you can't play, then it screws up the whole the scheduling of the whole of the whole event. So there's just well, I mean, no easy answer to it, you know. I mean, the thing is, like Aaron Rodgers said, is like we can or we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers, and he's he's making himself like kind of the example. But what all he's saying is like, I don't mind the COVID protocols. He's like, but just don't test me if I'm not showing any symptoms because I'm not contagious. Yeah. So if I'm not showing any symptoms, they're testing everybody all the time. You're obviously you're gonna find. Uh, cases when they shouldn't be there like there's so many video like all these rapid cases these pcrs and all these things there's so many times where it's like they're not even symptomatic like i got covid last week my girlfriend didn't get anything we didn't stop like pecking each other on the lips and you know whatever like sharing things like we didn't stop any of that she didn't get it she didn't get don't, it don't tell don't don't tell the logo of government man you're not you can't kiss your girlfriend if you have covid man that's can't what it is man. No, but just the same. Yeah, you, get, yeah, you can only you kiss your point. sister or your cousin. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> and but, but, we're, uh, we're oh, you want to say something, Terry? Abby. Yeah, let's get to the picks. Let's get to the picks. Abby. Oh, Abby. Yes. My bad. I forgot, guys. I'm, I'm going to wait for Eagle to put it up. Uh, uh, I don't have the banner. I don't have the banner. You're going to have to do it alone. It's all good. Hot streak, it's all hot good. <laughs> Imagine it's orange and stuff. iOS. Abby, Abby, iOS. Hot streak, hot streak fantasy on iOS. Use the promo code Hot Sauce. They'll match your initial deposit as a bonus, uh, if, up to a thousand bucks. So if you have a thousand bucks to spend, put it there. They'll give you a thousand dollars worth of bonuses. So like, go for it. Use the promo code Hot Sauce. They'll match it. Um, hot streak fantasy available on iOS. It's one of the best in-play fantasy apps in the world. I can play it every night for basketball. It's always there. Make sure you and try and go into streak mode to make the most money. That's like a parlay uh, if you don't uh, know what a hot a streak mode is. Uh, Dave, for you, that's like parsley but without the S. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> parlay. Parlay. Let's get it. And our last topic here, speaking of betting, is going to be yeah. wildcard weekend odds. Uh, so right now, most of the games are actually pretty tight when it comes to the odds. So it's Bengals uh, minus yes. five and a half against the Raiders. We have Cowboys down two and a half for against the Niners. Bills minus three and a half against the Pats. Bucks minus seven and a half against the Eagles. Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. But of course, the super outlier here is Chiefs minus 12 and a half on the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger himself has basically come out saying, listen, like we're 20 point underdogs. Let's just go out and have some fun and see what happens type of thing. So, guys, what's your what's your picks for this upcoming weekend? Where do you think people should be uh, spending their money? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, listen, everybody's saying Chiefs plus uh, minus 12 and a half for sure. I mean, whoa, I don't see whoa, that. By one. Let, let's, let, let's go game by game. Raiders, right, cool, Bengals let's go. first. Okay, let's go. Since you're Raiders fans, I was going to save it for the end. I was going to save Cowboys and Raiders for the end. So uh, Raiders and Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. You think the Raiders are going to win this one or what? No, Bengals. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Raiders are playing with house money, not to make it a Vegas, a Vegas uh, a pun, but uh, Raiders are playing with house money. I'm really proud of the, what they put together this season. Finished the season 10-7. and seven. Uh, Rich Passaccia deserves another year uh, coaching this team. He really set the ship straight. But let's be honest. The Bengals are a great team. The Raiders won't be able to stop uh, Mixon. This is going to be a blowout. Bengals are going to win 14 points and plus. See, I'm on the other side. I think that the Bengals are just a very young team. And I think that the Raiders are going to be able to win this game. For real. I love you, man. I think the Raiders win this game. It's it's weird for me to say that, but I think the the Raiders win this game. And as as high as I am on Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase and all these guys, as high as I am on them, they're still a very young team. Joe Burrow had great games. He's also had a few weird ones. I think that this is his first. It's not his first playoff. He made the playoffs last year. They think right? No, they didn't make the playoffs. So he was injured. Um, no, he was injured. He was injured. So it's his yeah, first playoff. His yeah, it's his first playoff. So I don't know how well he's gonna do. But I, I like the Raiders, and I like how Carr's been playing. So Carr's been playing with, like, nothing to lose. Big balls. All kinds of energy. Love it. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I've always been a supporter of Carr. I never hated on him. There's always those up and, ups and downs. But I think this weekend he ends up getting it. So I'm going Raiders over Bengals. Let's go Niners at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus two and a half. Duke, you got um, I'm going to go – Cowboys are going to annihilate the Niners. They just have too much uh, – too. Too much firepower. I don't trust Jimmy G, no matter how hot he is. Uh, I saw I saw a video of Jimmy G this uh, this week. I was stunned by how beautiful his skin is. That doesn't matter. I don't make guy. my picks based on who I find hot. The Cowboys gonna win this one, fourteen points plus. Um, that's my pick. Two touchdowns for the Cowboys. Twenty-one. Three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns plus. They're gonna be annihilation. I love it. I love it. So the thing is, is that. Um, Jimmy G can't throw the deep ball, right? So a lot of things are no. going to stay short. If Debo Manuel is 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 a uh, is, uh, Debo, Debo Samuel is uh, Debo is Samuel. Uh, is um, is blanketed, then I don't think anything else. George Kittle, he's going to be covered. I mean, as good as he is, but at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. I don't see the Niners coming out, even though as good as good as they're playing. And I'm a little bit of a homer. I'm going Cowboys minus two and a half for sure. I think they would, they cover the spread at least by field goal. I think they'll win by field goal. Come on. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I just, I really don't trust the Niners on this one, and the Cowboys just look incredible. Pats, Pats at Buffalo, minus three and a half for Buffalo. Uh, this is a really tough one, and I, that's why I understand. I try, I'm pretending like I understand the spread, but I do. Um, I'm going to go with, um, so minus three, if I go with the Bills, that means I'm going for the spread. I'm going against the spread. If you say Bills, you mean you expect them to win by four? Okay, no, not by four. So I would say Pats. Uh, Pats are going to lose, but it's going to be a field goal, so three points. So, okay. Um, so uh, Pats win. No, Pats lose. That's <laughs> fuck. Bills win, but just for a field goal. Okay. I, I'm so, so confused by these spreads. Um, what's yeah, the weather? I, really, I mean, I would like, sorry. I, I just, I just want to say this. I really, if if someone out there is listening, I really need a masterclass on gambling because I just don't fucking get it. Uh, just sit me down. Talk to me like I'm a toddler. Just explain to me what this is. I don't you know, get you it. Know, you know what we should do, Duke? You know what we should do? We should... Um, we should... 
Okay, while he figures it out. No, so, there you go. Duke, it's, it out. it's not that hard. <laughs> Whatever team is minus means they need to win the game and they need to score more points past just winning than that number. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, See, that's Bills, too many words. Bills too minus many words. three Bills minus three and a half. Let's say the game finishes 18-15 or something. Okay. Bills win. Even though the Bills won, the Patriots win the bets because they, if you put three and a half points on it, would actually have won the game. So the Bills yeah. would need to win uh, 19 to 15 in order to meet beat that. That's why there's always the half, because there's no way this could ever be tied or pushed. Well, there's see, this, is why, thing is, is, this is I why the I failed 416 math three times. I changed this, the this odds. This is why I failed 416 math three times. I, I, I changed <laughs> 416. I changed the odds on this one because the uh, like the Cowboys are are uh, are favored by minus three, but I put two and a half so Duke can understand a little bit better. I needed I needed a tutor to fi- to finish 416, and he was probably trying to bang me the whole time. It was so weird. Oh, that's possible. You're very cute. Eagles at Bucks minus seven and a half for the Bucks. <laughs> Uh, seven and a half is my I, first I'm thought. I'm going to... What? Only 7.5 is, half is huh? my first thought, but, I mean, Bucks have very few weapons going into this game. That's the only saving grace for Eagles. And the Eagles... Yeah, I, 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 t- I tend to agree with you. I think, I think I'm, my, my, my money's going to be on the Eagles on this one. I just... I don't know... Because also, Grayson's going to be out. Oh, by the way, didn't know Grayson even existed until last game, so I don't know what I don't know who they're going to use. Is Fournette even playing? I don't know. So um, like I don't think the they're running the ball. It's going to be a really close game. So no, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm going I don't think the they're running the ball, but I think that Mike Evans goes off, and I'm going plus yeah over seven and a half for sure. Uh, Steelers yeah. at Chiefs minus twelve and a half for the Chiefs. Um, this is, this is where we differ on this. I look at the line and I honestly don't, I am, everybody, it just thinks that the Steelers are done. Obviously based on what Big Ben was saying, he was talking about how, let's just go out there and have fun. It's, uh, we're going to lose. Like, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. The Chiefs have really been, uh, heckle and jive, heckle and jive. Let's go with that. I'm not even <laughs> correct myself. It's good. It's just been. It's just been one of those. It's been one of those teams that one game they look great, another game they don't. Their defense looked great recently. Don't get me wrong, but the Steelers are a different thing. And man, T.J. Watt's been on a tear. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, we'll go with the Chiefs on. Um, no, I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this, just because I don't. Oh, wait, wh- what am I trying to say? Tell me you what want, my pick Are is. you saying? Are you? Are you? Do you think the Steelers are gonna be able to lose by less than twelve points? Uh, yeah, so that's it. So I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this because I I think that it's gonna just be like a seven, like a seven point difference. It's gonna be like a one touchdown difference. So I'm gonna go. Steelers. Yeah, you know what? Does you that know make what? sense? Am I yeah, getting it? The Steelers are playing with house money. They got in based on that Raiders Chargers game. Uh, they're playing with house money. You now there's nothing to lose. So yeah, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs will still win, but the Steelers are a good enough team to make this a game. Absolutely. I mean, Big Ben is his last hurrah. He's gonna try and push it as much as he can, even though he doesn't really have. The strength anymore. His accuracy is still there. He's but... going. He's going to CBS after this, man. I'm telling you, right? I'm, I'm, that's the bet I want to make. Ben Roethlisberger to CBS next year. You think Big Ben Done would be deal. good on camera? Like you'd be good behind the mic? He he won't be. But have you seen who's on camera these days? <laughs> It just makes a lot of sense. The only reason why the Chiefs don't cover this game, in my opinion, is because Najee Harris gets enough first downs to keep the clock moving, and Ben doesn't throw two or three interceptions, which I'm anticipating him to do. Otherwise, I don't think this game is anywhere close to being 
Point Eags. Eags with a real nice. breakdown, making us look bad. I love it. Uh, Cardinal, <laughs> Cardinals go to LA to face off the Rams at minus three and a half. Fuck, I don't know what to do with this one. This this one this one's a puts me Boy, in a Rams, pretzel, man. Rams all day. On yeah, this one. to I mean, me, this Cardinals. is the easiest one yeah. of all of them, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. Steelers, Chiefs, yeah. because the spread's so big, it's more tricky. But Cardinals, Rams, I don't think Cardinals have a chance. I won't it, lie. It, I won't lie. Um, I rarely watch these games uh, pass. Like, like these. Like, I rarely watch the Rams or the Cardinals. I could give a fuck about that division. Um, so I don't know anything about them. I just okay, know that okay, the Rams so, have a dude, bunch of players. I have a players. different question for you. Then, would you rather bang Sean McVay's wife or uh, Clint Kingsbury's wife? Oh, first of all, Cliff Kingsbury had a rocket of a, a wife before. Not girlfriend before. Holly Saunders, but she had, like, had, had. No, she's gone. She so, changed everything. Yeah. And, and and who's who's Sean McVay's? Uh, I don't Sean know her Mc... name, but she's a Ukrainian. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, another very, very another blondie you guys... supermodel type of style. Well, first of all, you just ticked all the boxes. But <laughs> let me just uh, and I, I know I'm I know I'm I'm stalling this like. No, no, it's um, okay. I I want to see your live reaction to this. <laughs> yeah, so Cliff Kingsbury's uh, fitness model Veronica Bielik. Oh, I didn't even know he was with anybody. No. Yeah, they got back together apparently. Oh no, and... no, the the girl we were talking about before was a. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Sean McVeigh's wife is Veronica Cohen. She's a 31 year old model from Ukraine. Sounds sounds fancy. Well, there it is. Uh, and a real estate agent. That does it. I um, I, I love the Ukraine as a country. We'll probably get invaded by Russia in the next few weeks, and and just for that, I'm gonna vote for the Rams. Um. Idiot moment of the month for me. I thought Ukrainian spoke Russian recently, up to recently. Did you know most of the time because it is a border territory. But that's what I'm saying, right? Depends on what region. Depends on what region. Depends on region. I get it. So that was that was it, Duke. We're done. Episode three point two. In the books. Much better than what I do with you, brother. Usually because it doesn't drag on. That is true. Crazy. Big air, boys. Later, boys. I appreciate it. As usual, uh, Hot Street Fantasy. Go visit. Use promo code Hot Sauce. Uh, they'll match your initial deposit as a bonus. Hot Street Fantasy. Only available on iOS, though. So if you have a Samsung, if you have an Android, go fuck yourself. Just iPhone. Uh, use the promo code Hot Sauce. They'll match it. A thousand bucks. They'll give you a thousand dollars. Give it. I'm Terry Tam. That was Duke. That was Diego, the producer. Our master control as usual. That was Hot Sauce for work. Peace.